everybody. Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. We are in the thick of the College World Series. Uh, LSU just coming off their second win of the tournament, actually. Both of them against Tennessee. They move on to face Wake Forest. We thought he'd do a little check-in pod with you folks. Uh, the College World Series still going on. LSU is still alive. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that and everything else going on in Omaha. Uh, Want to check in with you guys, the co-hosts. It's been pretty good. Pretty exciting so far. You know, we're two and one. Uh, it'd be better if we were two and oh, because uh, we'd be in a lot better position. Uh, if we did beat Wake Forest, man, we, we'd really only have one more win. But because we lost, we, we now need three. But one is already in the books. So want to check in with you guys before we dive into all that. See, see how your weekend was. Hope y'all got to say thank you, dads. And uh, yeah, just been enjoying the the greatest show on dirt this weekend yeah uh good to be with you on this kind of emergency podcast putting together right after a tiger win um it was do or die and we did and uh i'm excited to to go on and face a a way forest team which uh i mean gave us trouble uh, like you said in that in that uh saturday or that sunday game but i mean i think we i think they're beatable um you know you know they they were not they didn't dominate us by any means. So um, we'll see. It's going it, to, the main thing that I think is going to be tough is beating them two in a row. Right. We're uh, in the midst of a very exciting weekend of baseball. Every, almost every game, including ours, has been down to the wire. Uh, great viewership, um, even for a neutral viewer. I, t- I tune into some of the other games as well. But yeah, happy to see LSU take down two against arguably our, I would say, our biggest, maybe, baseball rival in Tennessee. Um, I don't know if there would be anybody else who who takes that. But yeah, that, that tastes good. And yeah, we got to take it to Wake Forest two more times, which is a tall task. But hopefully um, the, the Tigers don't disappoint us recording this podcast a little bit early for them. So excited over the next couple of days. Yeah, no, I think we had, we've, we've owed Tennessee actually for a while. Cause they were one of those teams where in that one calendar year, they, I think they beat us in baseball, football, and basketball. And so we're just returning the favor, taking them out of the college world series altogether. Blame the umpires if you want to, but we're still playing anyway. Uh, yeah, let's, I'd say we got to start back with game one against Tennessee, uh, so up until that point, all the games were close, right? They were, they were like six, five people coming back. Oral Roberts, you know, continuing to be the Cinderella at that point, at that point anyway. Um, and then along came our game and I don't know, we, we kind of outplayed them in that first game. You know, we had a, a six to three win. We were up five and then they came back. And then uh, we kind of put one on at the last in the last frame, and we we went on ahead to win six to three. It was mostly all Paul Skeens, right? Um, so we he did what we thought he would do. He shut Tennessee down pretty much, and yeah, the the Tigers' bats came alive at the right times. You know, they uh, we 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 went ahead. Tennessee was starting to come back in the late innings as we knew they could, but then Braden Joe Bear kind of just put one over the fence to kind of give us one more insurance run that we needed. I think that kind of just dashed their hopes. And uh, we won that first game, putting us into that um, pretty much the, the only two teams that have been number one all season in that pivotal game. Um, What were your thoughts like on the first round though, Tommy? Uh, Gosh, I mean, I think for me, it was just Paul Skeens. Paul, 
Skeens, Skeens, Paul. Skeens. Paul Skeens. Skeens. I mean, that's, that's just it. He's, it's incredible to watch it. Like the, the, the craziest thing he's, he's really unlike anybody we've ever seen. And I know on the broadcast, they were talking about, you know, uh, comparing him to Steven Strasburg, which right. is, I think it's a pretty good comparison. He's absolutely dominant. I mean, he, he, I think he averaged 99 point something for that game. Um, he came within two outs of breaking the all time uh, strikeout record held by other LSU uh, pitcher, Ben McDonald. So, um, you know, I think, I think that was exactly kind of what we, what we would expect and what we wanted out of a, out of a game one uh, other than kind of that scare towards the end, pretty clean, right um you know straightforward game for us right i actually heard from somebody after the game who said that that was their first time they were getting to watch lsu actually all season and they had listened to pod and, and reports about skeins or and they texted me like yeah skeins is the real deal <laughs> i was like glad i glad i tuned in um so and, and he lived up to the billing shut him down uh and then the offense did did enough to to put us out ahead and then yeah you mentioned gavin gidry coming in for literally one pitch one pitch hanging, yeah hanging curveball that uh tennessee took deep for a two-run shot that made you think oh no here we go um i think that was in the in the seventh inning but yeah um riley cooper closed it out and so yeah done and dusted we really needed that win to move into the winner's bracket uh and we, we made the most out of our ace so quality win there yeah, and speaking of, he got 12 strikeouts. Like you said, Tommy, he's getting close to the to the all-time SEC record held by uh, Ben McDonald. He's only two away. So I, I thought it was possible, but I didn't think it was going to be possible like almost in game, you know, in game one. I thought, you know, if LSU makes it through to the finals, because he was what? Uh, he was at like 160-something right right after right or during the sec tournament so i was like well we got two series and the college world series i bet he could break it as long as we keep playing and he's he almost he damn near did um before we almost got eliminated again but uh we're moving on uh you know we we do have to beat wake forest twice now but if we see paul Skeens again that record is going to be completely shattered uh, no doubt about that, but we do have to, we do have a big obstacle in our way because Wake Forest did beat us three to two on the second one. Uh, you know what? It's that's how they won against Stanford, right? It was a very close game. That's how they've won a lot of their games. If you've been watching, well, I mean, they beat Alabama pretty bad, but uh, Alabama did get one from them and the, one of the games was close. So uh, they are beatable and we've already gone through one of their best pitchers and like he had a season high what four walks against us there was like two or three in one inning so we're not intimidated i think what they found out and some of these other teams is lsu can hit yes but we don't i don't know we we don't chase after really bad pitches usually unless you're tommy white right yeah exactly (laughs) Or, or or you know, a, a catcher named Malazzo, but yeah, typically though, it's like, we have good eyes. I think, I mean, the strike zones can change as we saw in that wake forest game, but, um, you, you got to give it credit to, um, Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd because yes, they did absolutely everything any coach could ever ask a pitcher to do against the number one team in the country to just give us a chance. They did it. 
it was just one of those games where our bats were gone. Like they, you know, well, Wake Forest had a fluke inning. We took what they gave us, and then that was all we could do, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think hats off to Ty Floyd, and, and really, I feel like our entire pitching staff this this trip to Omaha. Yeah. Knock on wood, we've we've had a, a phenomenal uh, a pitching outings from everybody from the pen from our starters. Um, I, I mean, it, it, I, we're gonna get into it, but this this Atkinhausen coming in the first start of the year. Wait, what's his name again? Did we, have we talked about him yet? <laughs> yeah, Ackenhausen. I don't even know. Mac, I, Mac in the call, house. They call him Mac Ack. And um, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, yeah, our pitching has just been has really been stellar. And you're right about you're right about our our plate discipline. But I mean, at, at, this is really no surprise. I don't think for anybody. This isn't the greatest uh, analysis, but Dylan Cruz's plate approach his plate discipline oh my gosh the way that guy is able to, to work counts and and really um you know they they pitch around him so much they don't want to pitch to him and you can see if you watch the last you know two innings of this game you see his uh his huge oppo home run um you see why but he's been so good at taking and and you know working counts into into walks or getting good pitches to hit uh, shows you why he's probably going to go number one or two overall. Right. Uh, rewinding to the Wake Forest game for a second, Wake Forest pitching staff had been built up and they certainly lived up to it, holding the fearsome LSU offense to only two runs. Uh, but that, that game really came down to what I think is just kind of two key situations where Jay Johnson left Ty Floyd in just a little too long a hair where he walks like three straight guys filled the bases with no outs and then Thatcher Hurd did a pretty good job coming in and getting out of that inning only giving up two runs and then he finished the rest of the game uh just giving up the one more uh and then the, and then the other one was I think it was the eighth inning when we had first and third with no outs Trey Morgan on third uh chopper to third comes home and uh, incredibly close play at the plate uh where Trey was out and then that pretty much killed all the momentum where if he had held up or it was even he almost looked back at the third baseman as it went by him. If he had gone home with a full head of steam, maybe he gets there. And that run was the deciding factor because uh, we lost three to two, which was our first loss the entire season when the opponent scored four or less. Um, so it was disappointing. We obviously played right there with them, the number one team. That shows why we were number one first and then Wake Forest, and it's going to be a big rematch tomorrow and hopefully as well on Thursday if we if we get tomorrow's game. But yeah, that's uh, that one game had a little bit of the feel of the CWS finals. Like whoever wins yeah. this one is on, on the fast track to the title. And Florida's playing well on the other side, but I still think between LSU and Wake, one of them will probably take the trophy home. Yeah, looking at that other division, I, I thought it was going to be tougher, but uh, Florida's, you know, they've, I mean, they've played well. They, they've done what they need to. I, I can't discredit their wins, but I just, I, I, the bracket, I don't know. I thought the games were going to be, I don't know, something, something more. Florida, you know, had to, had to come back. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Florida does have a slightly easier track, um, but uh, ours is not. We have to play Wake Forest again and beat them twice. But this is what I want to ask you guys, and I know Tommy was probably going to get behind me on this one, is in that game against Wake Forest, you know, 
so tight. Like, you know, it has a razor thin margin of error. And, you know, for that game, we, you know, we were fine. We, we didn't give really give much away except for that, that offensive series. Cause it's something that's haunted us all season at times, you know, particular times is uh, tigers just leaving runs on the bags with like no outs first and third, no outs. Yeah. That was an unfortunate play, but this is what I'm thinking is Jay Johnson looked at this game as like, this is a must win game. I'm bringing in Thatcher Hurd, basically who could have been a game three starter, yeah. but he brought him in to me. That's a, you know, that says win now, but in that situation on runners on first and third, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that you asked Cade Belosa to bunt there, but it, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I would have liked to have seen some equally aggressive calls elsewhere. Cause I feel like that's a situation where we, we just usually hit, you know, we try and hit through everything. Um, and we're going to get to today, today and bunting in a second, I think, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, you know, you want to see something like, I feel like Kentucky probably would have played it a run or two just with the way that they play. Not, you know, we're different. We're a different team, but it's college world series. I don't know. It's like, I feel like, you know, in football, you, you know, you, you see a trick play to kind of loosen things up. And I don't know. We, I don't know that we've seen that yet, at least offensively. I, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that it, again, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about this, this entire year of like, when you have the lineup that we do and it's hard to, and, and I even, I, to be honest, I questioned the amount of bunning in this, in this most recent game to myself, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Like, no, I like, I like bunning in general. I'm not anti bunning, but right. from, from our team, yeah, uh, for, for our team, I think it doesn't necessarily, you know, like, I don't know now for a guy like uh, Thompson, who's over eight in the past, his past, you know, two games. Um, I kind of get it. Uh, no, it didn't really work for him today. But right. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that generally I would say we that, that having us swing away is kind of the loosener for uh, for our situation. You know what I mean? Where it's like a like you said, on a first and third situation where you could oh, you, we could bunt a guy over and then try to manufacture a run. And, that, you know, this kind of th- this kind of stuff, um, I think that just having them swing away really is the more loose um uh play well, style yeah play yeah style. it's our strength uh, yeah i kind of agree you don't want to deviate too much from your core identity on the biggest stage it, it does i think hurt us a little bit at, at a park like um in omaha where it's a very big stadium and it plays even bigger especially like it, it did today against tennessee in the second game with the wind blowing in where you absolutely have to mash it to get a home run and that kind of neuters a lot of our power uh, and at times, like you could, you would see it today in the second game against Tennessee, where one run can mean everything, and where we just came away with one here, one there, uh, it stacks up. We've seen that across the board this year in Omaha, with so many games decided by just one run or or maybe even two. But nobody's getting blown out of the water. Like the highest score I think I've seen is like six runs. Yeah. Um, so every little bit matters, and if you can manufacture those at key points, it helps you so much. So it probably will be the difference again tomorrow against wake forest and, and beyond. So uh, I, I bet Jay Johnson will have a little sit down and, and strategy session with his, whoever assistance and, and a team as well and say like, all right, like I may need you to bunt or we're going to do a, a hit and run just to, to get something going. 
and maybe we see a little bit different look, but uh, it'll be interesting either way, especially when we talk about who LSU is going to have on the mound over the next day and beyond. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it's we know it's not going to be Ackenhausen, probably not Riley Cooper, uh, although he did pitch. Uh, what was it? Was it Friday? Or excuse me, Saturday he pitched the the, yeah, the first game. Out the first, yeah, yeah, and so and then he pitched here, so that was good. Like we only used really what two pitchers to you know in this in this other win against Tennessee. Uh, we had five runs, like you said. We we slowly put them together. We gave up none, although they were definitely threatening. Right, they had bases loaded at one point. So yeah, uh, glad that someone else is suffering what we <laughs> what we've suffered. At least we didn't lose out of the World Series because of it. Uh, although we did get that first loss against Wake Forest. But yeah, I, that's why I was the bunning. I, yeah, I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have Cade Beloso bunning either. But I don't know. It just I guess, you know, when you look at those situations where like, do we really just come away with nothing? It's like you wonder, well, what else could we have done? I don't know that yeah. you could, right? Like he, with Cade Belosa, like if it was Malazzo or Pearson or somebody else, yeah, I think maybe you could, you know, but they weren't really expecting it. That's why I'm thinking, you know, mix it up. But uh, Jordan Thompson, bless his heart, uh, you know, just with the batting woes, but the popping up twice with the bunting, um, I don't know. I think after that first one, I'd have said, you know what, Jordan, just swing away. I know, I know Jay Johnson was probably trying to avoid a double play, but I don't know. I think it just kind of killed any momentum we had. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't know about that. This is, of course, this is game. This is the most recent game we're talking about. Yeah. The Tennessee LSU. Um, I, yeah, I think that was the main thing where I was like, I did not really get the, get the calls for bunning there. Now, I will say, uh, Gavin Duga had a beautiful butt it, that worked to our advantage. And, you know, he was, he, he, they, it did everything that you want a bunt to do. Kind of caused a little bit of havoc. They tried to make something happen, tried to get a little cute mm-hmm. and quick with it. And then it, it's a pass ball. He gets to second. We score one. Um, yeah, that great, gr- uh, a great example of bunting there. But I do question the, uh, the, I don't know, but, but, you know, with Thompson, like you said, Scott, it's hard. Cause it's like, I mean, he's struggling now and, and we kind of, you know, we laugh about him, but he's been, he's been solid this year. He's been a lot. He's, he's had a lot better of a year hitting than he did last year. And defensively too. And oh, and defensively is without question. I mean, although he had a key error today that almost cost us bad when they, well, they yeah, the bases true. at the end. Yeah. But I mean that, uh, I mean, let, let's, let's, uh, let's, you know, call it fair when that um that double play single handedly turned against Wake Forest. Yep. I mean, that was a crucial game. I mean, a crucial a crucial play that really kept us in that game. So you know, it goes both ways. Yeah, and I guess the only other thing you know you could consider maybe is just a pinch hitter for Jordan Thompson on that second bunning opportunity. That it's like the first one he popped up to the left side. The second one he popped up to the. It's like yeah, you could bring in. A, a pinch hitter we have plenty yeah that actually that's a good want, point but you want him for his defense right the guy's got like two top 10 plays in the college world series so far <laughs> so i mean i don't know if the one is going to make this sports center top 10 but his one you know his turnaround pivot from outfield that that definitely made it so um yeah you you, you want him in for his defense so there you go okay um, right speaking of speaking of pinch hitting uh, a middle infielder 
Can someone explain to me the the? And I don't I don't know if I don't know if they if they, if Jay Johnson has said anything about it. Why does Ben Nepal come in in like the seventh or eighth inning? Have we is, do, like? Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, because Dugas hasn't really been a liability. I would say, and that's who he's plugging he's in been, for. He's been great. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Uh, I know they put him in for speed. Right, like he's usually a pinch runner. I don't. Know, then he just takes over in the field. Well, it, so. it was weird on that situation where Trey Morgan got hosed at home. We had first and third. Travinsky was on first in like the seventh inning, and they put in Jack Merrifield as the pinch runner for Travinsky. And so Travinsky's out of the game, and you lose his bat. But then they didn't even try and go for like the first and third double steal. Uh, Merrifield just kind of sat on first, and then eventually got put out in the double play. And then we had to put in Malazzo when we needed runs at the end of the game. Uh, so that one really backfired as well. I, I thought that was questionable at the time. Uh, and then we saw Malazzo the whole game today against Tennessee, although he actually played pretty well, didn't have a lot at the plate, but he made some, uh, some good stops at least. Well, according to, according to the radio, um, Travinsky's hurt or banged up. Mm. So that's why he didn't. So that might, maybe that had something to do with pulling him early. He has been playing. He has been catching a lot of games in a row. Yeah. So that's why they gave that. that, From what I've heard, that's why he didn't, he he didn't catch today. Mm. Um, I wonder if he'll catch tomorrow or if it's Malazzo again. But yeah, you're right. Daniel Malazzo's Malazzo was good today. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And guess who else was, but probably nobody saw it coming. And that's Nate Ackenhausen. Guy gets his first start at LSU. And what do we got him from a junior college? He came from East Oklahoma. And the guy is starting at the College World Series. Uh, gets his first win on his first start at the biggest stage. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this. Because, uh, you know, we've seen him through the, se- the, the series. And <clears throat> we've seen him through the season. But... Never more than, you know, maybe a few innings. But, uh, I mean, not only did he keep us in the game, the guy was like he was shut down. He shut him down. That's just yeah. amazing. I, I'd said it a couple times in the past couple of weeks, but, uh, yeah, you, this is what happens in the College World Series and late in postseason baseball where one person will just emerge and throw everything he's got much more than you've ever seen him do it before. And Ackenhausen did that with flying colors. I mean, he had 24 innings on the year and threw seven today. So almost a whole third of his yearly amount in one game yeah. uh, and zero, zero runs at that. It wasn't just like he held them to five. I mean, it, if you throw like four runs over seven innings, like you're not even complaining too bad about that, but he locked them down for the most part, worked himself into a couple jams and then always got out of it with the help of some pretty good defense. Yeah. Uh, mind you, but yeah, great for him and also preserved the rest of our arms for what's going to be a big two days and uh, probably the biggest question mark going forward who we're going to pitch. But if um, LSU goes home uh, this year, you can't put it on Nate Ackenhouse and he did his best. You really can't I, put it on any of our on any of our pitchers. I don't no, think we no kinda, you can't. A, this is I mean, there are pitchers have pitched as well or better than they have the entire year. I mean, Top top to bottom. Um, mm-hmm. If if like you said, really, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be our bats. Like you know, uh, Wake Forest pitching staff. I think is it was every bit as good as I as as you've been told they were going to be in that in that game one. They're I expect them to be as good. 
tomorrow. Um, I think that Tommy White, who's had a, a, a tough Omaha, Cruz had a Cruz had a tough game against Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think I think this his game against this game against uh, Tennessee has been a, it was a hopefully a big confidence booster for him. Um, I hope he comes in against Wake Forest, and, you know, with a with a little bit of chip on his shoulder and some confidence, and and really, you know, uh, put the bat on the ball. But um, I, I, if I, I mean, if we don't if we don't get those those bats, you know, the first four really, if we don't get them working against against Wake Forest, we're gonna have some trouble. Um, because I mean, and I feel like we're gonna need bats even more, like you said, with the with the way that our uh, pitching is going to is depleted at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, who do y'all think we're going to throw tomorrow? And then uh, I guess we'll worry about beyond when we get there, but uh, just looking at the list, it's, I mean, we only use five pitchers basically through three games, which is pretty good. Um, so we still got um, uh, Blake money. Hasn't thrown at all. I think he might get the start tomorrow and just ride him as much as we can. Kind of like Ackenhausen today, see if we can't get at least maybe three or four out of money. And then Gavin Gidry, like we said, through one pitch in the fr- the first game, he'll be rested. Hopefully we can get some out of him. We have, uh, Javen Coleman, possibly, uh, Griffin Herring has thrown some Christian little has thrown some with very little success. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Thatcher Heard may be available to come back in because he threw three innings in the first game, but uh, he's shown more than that in the past. So I think he's kind of the emergency plug if we're we need him at the end. And then it's basically at this point, it's every, take every day as your last day because obviously you got to win to stay alive. So you use everybody that you can, and then worry about tomorrow when it comes. So that'll be very interesting to see what Jay Johnson decides to do. I, I think you're right. You know, I think I think it's. Uh, I, I was. I actually thought that money would might go today. Um, he was warming up. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was going to be the guy. So uh, it was probably the game plan because he didn't expect Ackenhausen to do what he did. They were probably like, "We're going to hand off to money like in the fourth inning or something." Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I thought, I, but like way before, I thought money was going to be the start. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I think I think money goes most probably money probably goes tomorrow. Um, and then I I hope we see some if out of all the people that we kind of that you kind of mentioned and talked about I, I would of all of them I would really I would hope we'd see heard. Um, I mean I think that maybe then you get Cooper the next day, uh, not to start but Cooper is available to to you know in relief the next day. Um, gosh, I mean I know I know you I know we've only like you said we only used five. But we used. But yeah, you, you feel thin. <laughs> you feel thin already, and there's still at least two games to go if you're getting to the, the finals. Yeah, um, I think what's what could be interesting is, you know, can Floyd go on uh, on Thursday, or may or or I guess well, should be really short rest for him to go tomorrow, but, you know, like that maybe that's something that that you can do. Um, not, not, not that he can start, but could Floyd come in in relief maybe on Thursday? Um, yeah. Then you would need him for the finals too. So he couldn't, yeah, he'd. Gosh, we're in a tough tops. spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> my, for tomorrow, my money is on money. Okay. And I imagine we'll see Coleman as well. I'd love to see him again. He, he gave us some, a good inning or some good innings so far. 
Um, but yeah, we've got guys we haven't used yet. You know, I feel like. What about Helmers? <laughs> Where's Helmers he's, uh, at? He's scratched for the season. I think the only people we we didn't mention besides that are Griffin Herring is thrown. I'm looking at this chart here. He's thrown 29 innings, which is actually more than I expected. Uh, and then Bryce Collins, who's thrown 15 innings, but he has a 7.5 ERA. Uh, Sam Dutton's thrown 19 innings with a 6 ERA. We're not a, not exactly a murderer's row of possibilities, but I guess you got to deal with what you got. <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess the thing is, is you just got to get through two more games. Like if someone else surprises you tomorrow or us tomorrow and LSU is only able to, or they only really need to use like three, then they just one more game and everything resets in the finals, right? Skeens, Floyd, everybody else, unless, of course, they've already pitched. But, yeah, we're, but you know what? Wake Forest is dealing with the same thing. I know who their first two good guys are, right? We've already seen them. Uh, they've won both of those games, I think, like three to two. So who else do they have? Well, their, their third starter is pretty good, but he actually came in in relief in their first game against uh, who they play Stanford. Um, so he's actually been used up a little bit, so he'll probably still get the start against us tomorrow, but maybe not 100%. They got a deep bullpen, which we saw against us as well. Um, so th they'll have good arms, but yeah, it's it's a tough grind for everybody. So we can't just say that LSU is the only one at fault here, but it'll be a, a war of attrition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but speaking of like even this, even though we have been at Omaha, uh, I mean LSU picked up a picked up a transfer portal shortstop right from South Carolina. I know he's not, he's, he's not a pitcher, but it was just, I thought it was worth mentioning since while we're talking about it, um, they picked up Michael Braswell from South Carolina shortstop. Uh, he's actually from Mableton, which is, I think I could hit that with a, a very medium sized rock from my house. <laughs> it's um, I mean, he, I think he was good defensively, offensively. He did. Okay. Um, I think he'd probably be at the bottom part of our lineup as of right now, but you know, a, a lot of time left remains to be seen. So, yeah. And they got another transfer from a uh, Xavier starter, uh pitcher, just, right? yeah, pitcher. Justin Lohr. And yeah. he was like all big East, I think yeah. like this year. So um, yeah, Jay Johnson's already reloading because this is the last ride for a, a good chunk of our roster. So, and, there, and there's always next year on the corner, but uh, got to put a bow on this one first. Yep. So there's that. Uh, speaking of putting a bow on something, have you guys been following? Um, there's a there's a restaurant in Omaha. It's called Rocco's. Have y'all seen this? Yes. The shot board. Yes. That's awesome. So there's a sh restaurant Rocco's every year. They do uh, you know Jello shots and the, the whoever buys the most per team. You know they have a little leaderboard. Ole Miss actually set the the record last year with 18,000-something shots, and that mm -hmm. was the year they won. So obviously, yeah, they made it all the way through to the finals. They set the record. Good for them. Guess what? Uh, it's, LSU crushed that record yesterday. <laughs> they, they hit it like 22,000. But did you see who like how it happened? There's... Yeah, the, um, Todd Graves did it, right? Raising Kane's yeah, from, from Kane. Yeah, well, they said, I don't know. The article I saw, it said, yeah, the, the head fry cook at Kane's. I'm like, <laughs> what, the head fry cook? What? <laughs> there's no way, there's no fry cook they could afford to buy. 
how many shots it took LSU to go over the, the limit. Cause I know they were in a, I don't know how many he bought, but they were way, we were way in the lead anyway. I think, Wake I think Forest. he bought $30,000 worth of shots. Good. Yeah. He bought 6,000 at $5 a pop. Yeah. That's there you go. That'll do it. But yeah, not to be beaten. I mean, we did, that's, that is a little bit stat padding, but who cares? Um, hope they enjoyed those shots, but anyway, that's a cool little tradition that I found out about this year. What yeah. about, I mean, uh, Go ahead, Daniel. I was just going to say, like, what, like some of the other games, they've all been close. Like you guys said, I feel like it's been a really good World Series all around. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. We mentioned the the other side. Florida had two close games, which they they both won. Uh, Oral Roberts, unfortunately, knocked out, so the the dream season for them is over. And TCU's the other team still standing, who didn't they didn't have a kind of outstanding middle of the year, but they really came on hot. And TCU's been running over some people, so uh, Florida is undefeated on their side. And I kind of expect them to take the finals, but yeah, every game has been close for the most part. And they they've given the fans what they came out there to see. Uh, not too much bad weather. I think it's been hot, but everybody's out there having a good time. And saw some people that Tommy and I know from our hometown on the ESPN broadcast both games, uh, which is very surprising. But yeah. uh, shout out to them. Right on. So I don't know. Is that is that about do it for us? I mean, that was. I think that's a, I think that's a wrap. We got more exciting baseball tomorrow. We'll probably be back after the whole thing wraps up to give you the the post mortem on the CWS. Yeah, indeed we will stick with us, uh, and we'll have uh, the rest of the College World Series, however that shakes out in its entirety, probably on our next pod. Which, oh my goodness, is that going to be number two two o o the bicentennial, or is it? Were you still at one one ninety nine by no, then? No, yeah, next one will be one ninety nine. Oh, that would have been perfect to celebrate a College World Series win with number two hundred. Uh, it it just whatever. As long as they get the win, who cares? Yeah. But we're gonna have it for either way. Uh, so stay tuned for us for that. Uh, we'll have any other news that comes around. As you know, always, it's always recruiting season everywhere. It seems like I think LSU picked up a junior college tight end as well this week we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on our next pod uh, but we're gonna wrap this one up talk to you next week folks stay tuned tigers are still in it we got two more games against wake forest and then the finals but we're gonna have the whole wrap up for you next week so until then stay safe stay tuned have a great weekend go tigers and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigers.